3: A Mercedes Benz. On the
0: road again. Here are your hosts, Dana Southern and Gary
4: Green. Good morning, and welcome to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. My name is Dana Southern. I am here with my friend, and my well over 30 year friend, and business. Actually, it's going to be 30 years in a few months. And business partner. Actually,
3: Gary. October of nineteen eighty-eight. Dana, and oh, we I did, did make it there. Th- th- I, I it was thirty. I, I moved here in eighty-eight.
4: I did a brain fart, so yeah. we did break the thirty-year barrier. So, friends for over thirty years, we we started doing the show itself. Um, in the end of March, March. of two thousand and eleven. So eight, going on eight and a half years on the radio every Saturday. Trying to do what,
3: Gary? What are we trying to do? Now, here's the funny thing. Dana and I believe in helping people buy cars. And I always tell people, if you don't like the person you're buying the car from, shame on you for buying the car. So, in March of 2011, Dana and I put together a deal where we went to work on a different radio station. And I'm not going to mention 1100 AM. KFNX, no, we won't mention them. We won't mention them. And it was kind of funny, because I always tell people, if you don't like the person that you're dealing with, don't do business with them. We were doing that. And we were doing that. But we only did it for a really short period of time, because I had never met the gentleman runs. Oh, that's true. 1, we were there a few years, but right. only a short time. And all time. of a sudden I was like, you know, he grew up about 15 minutes from where I grew up. We're about the same age. I'd like to meet the guy that I'm writing a check to every month for the radio show. Now, within a few minutes of con- having a conversation with him, he made a comment and I realized that I was being a hypocrite. I just found out right at that moment that I was paying somebody that I couldn't stand to be sitting at the table with, couldn't stomach to even talk to him. How much longer did we stay there? I think a month. It took a little while because we had it. Yeah. And we had to give them notice. So we had gotten and we went and did podcasts on an internet channel. Who? Dave Pratt. And I loved the guy. However, I think that that's a little bit more down the future. We get an unbelievable response from, we get more phone calls in a week on, we get more phone calls in probably two months than we did in the first four years of the radio station through the two other subscriptions.
4: And, you know, I hate to make this confession, but we had a chance, and it was too early, but back about six months before we made the change to come on to the station, we got a call, and we, we had just, you know, been doing the other one not that long, and we're trying to still give it a chance, but we could have had the eight o'clock slot on Saturday mornings. If we'd gotten that, we, we probably wouldn't, we'd be so busy, we wouldn't know what to do.
3: And, and you know something, I don't... I'm not as concerned about that anymore because of the podcast that they do, because most of the people that we speak to, they don't listen in the radio. And the ones that do listen to the radio, I prefer the six to seven slot because they're telling me they're listening when they're driving to work. I have somebody that's a very devoted listener. He listens every Saturday on his way to Bible study. And I joke around with him all the time and said, how does that test go? He says, what test? I said, well, you're studying the Bible. Don't they give you a test after all the studying you're doing?
4: I, but, well, I had a gentleman just yesterday say that every time that he's doing his Saturday morning walk is, is when he listens to us. And it, it's one of those things where when it, just the whole idea of going to radio, we had
3: it was a joke tell tell them how it happened here dana and i dana called me one day and he said you know i don't want to work in a car dealership anymore and i don't want to do this and i don't want to do that and i was going through a really rough patch because i had a a a very bad interaction with the business partner that drastically affected my life and I sat with Dana and I said, you know, why don't we do this, why don't we do that? So we talked about something and I still have the picture. Dana sent me a picture of a little guy that looked like uh the guy from the Pink Panther with the Inspector With, Cusso. with the hat Peter and Sellers. a magnifying glass. Peter Sellers. And Oh no, oh no, the detective. I right, got gotcha. you. It was a detective. And I don't know what hit me, but I said, you know, why don't we call ourselves your car insiders? And then Dana said, my favorite number is four. Why don't we charge 400 bucks? And I said, you know, wouldn't it be really cool to do a radio show about this? And I had a friend from the cigar shop that does two radio shows. Now, they have nothing to do with the car business or business, they're sports shows. He didn't know. His radio stations would not work for us. We're not sports. So he made a phone call, and the next day, Dana and I had a contract in front of us to go on to 1100 KFNX. And when we met with Dave Pratt two years later, one thing Dave didn't quite believe, he believed this, but it was weird because... When we decided to do this, we had a really short period of time till the radio show started, and we got sponsors involved, and the sponsors have The sponsors doing the show has afforded us the ability to do the show, okay? Without sponsors, we couldn't do this, but Be it doesn't mean we work for the dealers. We work for you. So when we went to Dave and we told him we had sponsors from day one, he was like, you've had people sponsor the radio show from the first day? Yep. He says, but that's unheard of. Well, Dana and I didn't have the financial things to, to want to be able to do it on our own. And we've never done a radio show. Right. If you and, can tell by our voices, and, we're not radio. And the funny thing was, it was really weird, but the guy that set up the radio show, for about a month, he met us every Saturday. And he we held our hand held our hand, and then all of a sudden, Dana and I wrote our own starts. We wrote our own commercials. We, After a month, we didn't need, nor did we want him to help us anymore. We felt we could have a conversation. Now, there's times Dana and I have a conversation. He might talk a little too long where I want to kick him under the table, and I might talk a little too long where he'll want to, you know, three stooges me and poke me in both eyes, but we have the same goal in common we and want passion to and help passion you buy a car now one of the biggest sore spots for me in today's car world is i am so sick and tired of carfax now my daughter got hit hit and run on the 101 i was infuriated i lost my cool and i called the police so I showed up and there was a two-inch scratch on the back of my daughter's bumper. Boy, because, does he wish he did not call the police. But it was okay because the car was a lease. Correct. Let's so, explain that. Would you explain that? So you're not responsible for the... You're not. You don't own the car. Now... When you have a car and you go to trade it in and it has an accident on the Carfax, it will affect the value of the vehicle. However, Kelly Blue Book now has something where you can add for Carfax One Owner, but it doesn't say Carfax No Accidents. So my daughter's car ended up with a Carfax that said an accident. I got hit in a parking lot. The kid took off. I chased him. I caught caught him. him. He fixed my car. There was no police report. But now there's a new thing on Carfax that says other damage reported. So that was reported by the insurance company. Now, not all insurance companies report to Carfax. Most do not. So I went to a dealership. The other day, with a gentleman to trade his car in, was a 100,000 mile 2013 Dodge pickup truck that has a new roof on it. New roof? A tree fell on it. Ow. In a storm. It was parked in the parking lot, a tree fell on it. New roof on the car. His insurance company doesn't report. We told the dealership the car had previous paintwork, but nothing on the Carfax. Now, my friend called me the other day that his girlfriend bought a car from a dealership in January of 2018. Here we are last month, July 2019. 17 months later. 17 months later. She went to trade the car in and they told her, well, this vehicle was involved in an accident and the airbags were deployed. <sighs> Well, she didn't know that when she bought the car in January 2018, it wasn't on the Carfax. It wasn't on the Carfax, so I pulled the Carfax. So, four of 2017, or nine months before January of 2018, this vehicle was involved in an accident. Now, Carfax does a little diagram now, and it highlights where the damage is. Kind of like puts a
4: picture of a car
3: from and the then- a roof. It looks like a backup camera. The top of the car. Next thing you know, there it is. Vehicle involved in accident, accident reported, airbags deployed, vehicle inoperable 417, for something of 2017. And then right underneath it says, Carfax began reporting this incident in November. Of 2018. I want to interrupt on this one. <laughs> the dealer,
4: in my opinion, should have known. I think. No? I, well, I'll give you a quick
3: example. Because I Here, had a situation, this, same scenario, you.
4: and it's I not didn't It's not the
3: dealership's fault. I believe you, Isaiah. Here's what I will tell you. Go ahead, buddy. You can't go after a car dealership for something that's on Carfax. Absolutely correct. And you can't go after Carfax for something that's on Carfax. Absolutely correct. So when I explained to the young lady... With the Carfax issue, that there is no holding the dealership responsible. Now, if the car had frame damage announced on the Carfax, I'd have a leg to stand on talking to somebody in the dealership. It didn't say frame damage. It just said airbags deployed. Now, you can't look at a car, I don't care who you are, and tell me those are new airbags in the vehicle. But you can look at a car and see if a vehicle's been put on a frame machine. Now, this dealership, I don't believe, would have sold the car with the frame damage. Had they known. Now, I did help a friend years ago get out of a car that the dealership stood up for themselves and said, we don't want you in this car. We weren't aware of this. We'll buy the car back. Carfax is not a way to shop for a car.
0: Make a plan today to get your eyes checked.
2: Visit brightfocus.org to learn more.
4: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. I want to have a special thanks to Lundy's Peoria Volkswagen located at 8801 West Bell Road in beautiful Peoria, Arizona. They are the dealer for the people that 's their slogan, and I can assure you, if you are considering getting a new Volkswagen there isn 't a nicer place to buy one and with Gary and I even better in in what we were talking about just a few minutes ago, and I love Gary, and he and I are, are very passionate in in talking about the vehicle. We had a a scenario years and years ago when I was running a Honda dealership, and a young lady, well, I think she was closer to 80, so I guess that's perception, but she had leased a new Honda Passport, and her lease had matured. The vehicle was three years old, and it only had 5,000 and change miles on it, so she had driven it very, very little. Well, her lease was up, and the residual value or the amount that it could be bought for was, in our opinion, it was worth taking it in trade and keeping it, because with such low mileage, rather than turning it in, it would be a wonderful vehicle for someone. Well, I had mentioned in that last segment that dealers should have known, Well, in this particular case, the young lady who had leased that vehicle, while she had it, apparently, um, coincidentally, a tree had fallen and smashed the roof of the vehicle. When our used car manager appraised the vehicle, he absolutely unequivocally did not see it. And if you think about it, when when you go to look at a car, you, you look at the panels and you look at the fenders and you look at the you know, the bolts to make sure they haven't been turned and you you look for overspray, but it's not that common that you really would look at the roof. Well, we ended up buying the vehicle rather than turning it in and then subsequently selling it to a retail consumer not long after that. Well, as it turned out, a few months later, and this is around the time Carfax actually came out, the owner of the vehicle had ran a Carfax and then learned that this vehicle had been involved in that previous incident. And we, of course, ended up making it right for the consumer. But I guess my point from earlier is if a vehicle's hit and it's hit hard enough to where the airbags actually deploy... Well, if it's the driver airbag in the steering wheel, it'd be almost impossible to tell if that had been replaced. If it's on the passenger side, um, if they've done a great job, that's the area where you're more likely to see it. But if it's done great and professionally, it would be something that you arguably wouldn't notice. I, I was just thinking that, you know, if a car gets hit hard enough, someone looking at that vehicle. If they're looking for it, and, and that's kind of the key, the the mechanic that the car comes into the shop and he's getting it ready to go out on the front line, he's not looking for body work. He's looking for any kind of mechanical things it might need. So it could easily be missed in good faith with that type of circumstance. Anyway, what's new and exciting over there, Gary?
3: You know, it, it's kind of funny because... We go to that MSN thing, and we look at the articles. So I kind of got a kick out of this article because it's a car article in good housekeeping. <laughs> Great place for it. So it was written four days ago, and we've weighed the pros and cons in leasing versus buying a car. So the first thing you need to understand that there is no rule of thumb in leases. I agree completely. Because certain cars make all the sense in the world to lease, and certain cars make all the sense in the world to buy. Now, if you drive 12,000 miles a year or 10,000 miles a year and you want to drive a new car every three years, leasing is a wonderful thing to explore. However, if you don't know how to read a lease contract, you could get yourself in a lot of trouble. What makes me crazy is when I talk to somebody and they say they bought a BMW 5 Series. And I, it's a test. Well, what would you pay for the car? Six thirty-eight dollars a month. That is not what they paid for the car, is it? So, what this person wrote was, we've weighed the pros and cons of leasing versus buying a car. It's always, there are certain cars that are wonderful to lease, but leasing a GMC, a Yukon, Denali that doesn't have a lease program might not necessarily be in your best interest. It arguably would not be. And then the other thing that I don't advise, and I'm pretty sure Dana doesn't either. Let's find out. I'm not telling you anything about your taxes.
4: Oh, as far as
3: benefits, right. yeah. If you, I'm, have, I'm if you have issues, and most accountants don't even understand how a lease works. The most important thing is if you don't understand how a lease works and you sign a lease contract, you could be putting yourself in a very, very, very bad situation. And
4: just so we're crystal clear, that is absolutely not one iota different than if you were buying the car and didn't have Gary or I there or were getting a deal that you truly didn't understand, just thought you
3: did. So... Here, when you lease a car, you're paying for the depreciation or decrease in value due to wear and tear. That takes place over the life of your lease. For that reason, your monthly payments on a lease may be lower than financing a vehicle. This gentleman explains if you lease a car with an upfront value of $20,000 for three years, the car's residual is $12,000, and you're really only paying that $8,000 difference rather than the full $20,000. Well, it's wrong what he wrote your payment is based on the $8000 if you, you don't, don't get a discount take $8000 off and d- divide that by 36 months because there's what's called a depreciation and then there's a usage charge they don't give you the car for free so in a lease there's one thing that's never ever 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 disclosed on a lease contract That would be the money factor. And the money factor is the interest rate. And if you take 24 times what the number is, it's going to convert the money factor to an interest rate. So the one thing I always tell people is the more zeros in the money factor, the better. Before the digit. Before the first digit. So if you're looking at a lease and it's zero, zero, zero. You're doing good so far. Now... I had a friend of mine buy a car that he leased a Mercedes. The money factor was zero, 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 five. Okay? Four zeros. Four zeros and a five. That's less than a tenth of a quarter percent. It's an eighth of a percentage. It's .12. Times a tenth. What's the... It's... It's a, it's a tenth of 1%. It's it's free money, basically. Free money. Now, if you don't understand how that all works, you want to ask them, show me the worksheet, the lease screen that they put the numbers in, not the thing that shows me with 2400 down, this is your payment.
4: Or make it easier and pick up the phone and call me. My number is 602-679-8324, or please pick up the phone and call Gary His number is 602-525-1370. We understand how leasing works. We understand and will guide you how to use your money the wisest. On a lease, you want to take advantage of the lender taking the risk of depreciation, you being able to enjoy the vehicle while it's under full warranty, but most importantly, get the benefit of the very best deal possible, which Gary and I will be there to help you accomplish. Remember, you can reach Gary at 602-525-1370, or you can reach me, Dana, at 602
5: Earnhardt Lexus customers drive the finest vehicles in the world and have equally high expectations from their dealership. We invite you to visit the all-new state-of-the-art facility and experience the pride that every Earnhardt Lexus associate takes to provide quality service to their clients. Heart Lexus, you'll find more than just the vehicle. You'll find people who know how to take care of Alexis, Lexus, and even more importantly, how to take care of you. Now located in the heart of Phoenix at 800 East Camelback Road, Phoenix, Arizona 85014.
0: I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Heroes and But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to be perfect. Be the perfect parent. You should have just played catch. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of siblings in foster care will
2: take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids in the Ad Council.
3: Welcome back to your car insiders on 96 of the Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green, and I'm here. With my friend and business partner Dana Southern, only me and you do what we do. I don't know anybody. I used to laugh when they, the the guy from Car Pro car Pros, he used to have the cardboard cutout. I used to take. I took a. I remember taking a picture of him with me in Lundy's. Oh, because they had a cardboard cutout of the nice Car Pro gentleman, who, who, by the way,
4: was a very knowledgeable guy about the car industry. the The problem was that. Again, he, he worked for the dealer. Costco doesn't work for the dealer, but they get paid by the dealer. True doesn't work for the dealer, but they get paid by the dealer. The buying services often get paid by the dealer, and then you end up buying Here, from them. People don't realize that Costco pays to be the Costco dealer. Or the dealer pays to be the Costco dealer? Correct. Yes, Th-
3: that's what I meant.
4: Yeah. And, and so to spend thousands of dollars to give people a, a false sense of security that they're getting a good deal, it's it's the same, hey, it's just a price on a certain model. It doesn't include the dealer installed accessories. It doesn't include whatever their markup for that stuff's going to be. It doesn't give you any kind of help or guidance on the value of your trade or what you should be able to get for it, which of course stands on its own. Your, your car's not worth what the blue book says your car based on its condition its history its mileage what it is is either more desirable or less desirable and of course gary and i fight to get every dollar that we can when when you have a trade-in the the key is when people you know work in their lines of of, of work and for for gary and i for me i've been learning Every day, I'm going to learn more today about this industry, and I'm going on 35 years of, of learning. For for people that do other things, that I, I don't know how to explain in the nicest way that the, the skill sets simply do not transfer. I can't go and have no knowledge or background in your industry in the auto industry, the relationships we have is, is, is the key. I, I couldn't go into your industry and have developed the relationships and the contacts to be able to, to get the the proper information that the person would need. And I think about people and, and it's not about being intelligent. You can be the most intelligent person around. It's not about whether you're smart or not. Gary and I, over the years, I've helped so many people that, certainly academically and and just in general life, they are so much smarter than I am. I don't even know how to describe it. Here,
3: I had a conversation with a referral from a radio show listener the other day and we talked about something and I wanted to ask him a question about something he does. Now, He knows absolutely nothing about buying a car, but he can afford a $175,000 car because he understands cancer and oncology. So he's a cancer radiologist. So I asked him a couple of questions about a dear, dear friend of mine. And he said to me, they're treating him systemically. And... I kind of said to him, okay, so when I talk to you in the car business terms, sometimes it's not something you understand. What the heck is systemically mean? Now, I asked my wife later in the day. She's a nurse. She understands. It has to do with treatment through radiation, chemo, things like that. But we, I don't, know how to do any of that i don't understand any not even familiar with the terminology I same can, thing yeah i can fix crap around the house I can help people buy cars. I can change the air filter in my car. I can change the in cabin air filter in my car, but I can't fix the radio. (coughs) Excuse me. Bless you. If the backup camera doesn't come on. So the other day, the backup camera didn't come on. So I took my car into the dealership and they actually have to call Chrysler. Chrysler sends something to the car and then they make a decision. We're going to put a new radio in the car. Now I laughed because I got there and he gives me this orange Charger to drive. So I jokingly sent a text to the general manager saying, "I know where you park your car. I know you leave your keys in the car. If Pete ever gives me a go mango go Dodge Charger again, I'm taking your truck home and I'll leave there with that car with the keys in it." But it's what we understand and it's what we're passionate about how do we use the information yeah. what do we now now when i helped the young lady with the credit things and she leased the car we actually went to a different bank the next day so they called me up and said hey we need her to resign and i said hey no problem she'll be glad to resign but remember when i told you yesterday if she has to resign she lives 60 miles from the dealership which meant young man in the car dealership had to get in his car, drive to their house, re-sign, and bring the contract back.
1: Welcome to Rodeo 4, located in Goodyear, Arizona at 13680 West Test Drive. Rodeo Ford is proud to be one of the premier dealerships in the area. From the moment you walk in their showroom, you'll know their commitment to customer service is second to none. They strive to make your experience with Rodeo Ford a good one for the life of your vehicle. Whether you need to purchase, finance, or service a new or free on Ford, views come to the right place.
2: Remember when a small business needed a landline?
3: Welcome back to Your Car Insiders on 960 The Patriot. Once again, my name is Gary Green. I'm here with my friend and business partner, Dana Southern, and we're Your Car Insiders. We work for you, not the dealer. Very special thanks to the Earnhardt family of dealerships. They they, I don't want to say support, they don't- they understand what it is that we do to help our clients buy cars. And they help us get great deals for our clients. Now, I had a friend of mine the other day that needed to buy his lease out. And we did that at the Honda store. Now, it could have been just as easy for him to go to a credit union and get a check and mail it to Honda. Every circumstance stands on its own. He wanted the car certified. Can't do that at your credit union. He wanted the rate that Honda offers for certified pre-owned cars. Couldn't get that either. And he has multiple car loans. Didn't want to have his credit be affected. And he felt it was easier just to go to Honda and get the car done through there. Now, the funny part about it was I explained to him, don't forget, you have to bring the car with you. What do you leave home? The
4: car. The the other thing, and to add to it, he could have also bought a factory extension of the warranty through the dealer, which he also couldn't have done had he wanted to buy it. Which is what he did. Another example of benefit.
3: Now, Now, I don't normally recommend buying your lease out. You have to weigh everything. However, when you have a Honda CRV that you leased for three years and 36,000 miles, and the car has 7,039 miles on it, and your mom is the one driving the car. And they hold their value insanely well. That's the car. And the funny thing was, mom's hot button was power seat. Mom had to have a power seat in the car. So we did that. It's all about, it's one of Dana's favorite phrases, and I agree with him. It's not how you arrive at the dealership, it's how you leave. And when you look at these companies that they say they're helping you, they're all about the money, okay? When Dana and I help a radio show listener, we share the $400 fee. Before taxes. Right. And to tell you the truth, sometimes... Not worth it. You know, I mean, and, and I enjoy talking to people. I really do. I love talking I, and to and I people. I love helping people buy cars.
4: Unless they don't appreciate what we do.
3: But I don't want to talk about cars that aren't even available in the United States yet. Now, the most important thing, and I will tell you this, this is very important to me. When I help somebody buy a car, there are times the customer sometimes confuses that they now have the same relationship with the salesperson. Or the general or manager. the general manager. And there are dealerships that will call me and I this is what I say to them. If they reached out to you and they didn't call me first, have at it. Feel the same way. And once someone starts dealing with somebody in a dealership, I don't want to get involved after the fact.
4: And and I think we should probably explain that a little bit. Um, often people, when they're narrowing down their selection, if you'd like Gary or I to help you, I think it's important for you to narrow down and figure out what you want to get. What you don't want to do, if you want our help, is try to negotiate the car deal and put yourself in a situation where now you're calling us.
3: To confirm the information that you got, that there's a very good possibility the information that you got wasn't even 100% truthful. Now, I'm going to run something past Dana. I have a, a doctor friend of mine that's one of the worst negotiators I've ever been around in
4: I, my life. I don't want to say the wrong thing, but doctors historically are not the best negotiators.
3: Well, they're, 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 they're doctors. Doct- it's not a businessman, okay? That's why the doctors that are the most successful hire somebody. I remember helping a doctor in 1997. I was a sales manager in a car dealership. And I'll never forget, he actually said to me, I know my credit score is low because I pay my bills every 90 days. I go, what do you mean you pay bills every 90 days? He says, yeah, I'm so busy. I don't have the time. I just pay the bills every 90 days. So we pull his credit and there it is. Current was 90. Current was 90. Current was 90. Everything was current, but current was 90. And you kept looking at his bureau. Historically. It was it said CCC 111, CCC 111. That means he was doing what he said. Yeah. So, it was, so I said, Doc, don't you have an office staff? Yeah. I said, don't, auto you, pay. don't you have somebody that can just set up all your bills on an auto pay? Now, he got a car. Now, it was... Not a rate that he was thrilled about, but he knew what he had to do. Now, this doctor, I helped him lease a Mercedes-Benz. Now, he saw a car that he would like. Now, Dana, yes. when we sold cars yes. and someone came in and they had five months left on their lease and their payment was 250 a month... Five months left. How many times when we were salespeople, sales managers, you were a general manager, did we actually go out and say to the customer, oh, by the way, folks, we got a great deal. However, the last five payments on your lease, we're going to have to roll those into your new lease. You're still going to be responsible for excess wear and tear and any mileage charge. You, you you didn't you didn't have that conversation so when I was at the dealership talking to the salesman that knows my doctor friend he explained to me that well if he leases this car there's no pull ahead he has eight thousand dollars worth of remaining payments eight thousand dollars on a thirty six month lease is $250. A month? 250. okay so I don't. Feel, I I'm not going to my friend and saying you have to roll that your eight grand's gone. If you want to do this and you want to do this now, this is how they came up with that number. But the key is Gary is going
4: to say don't do this. He's going to say you please enjoy your vehicle longer. Is there a reason you have to do this now? Please don't lose your money.
3: Now he can afford it. So if he tells me. This that's is different. the only thing we. Sh- I will share with him that this. Your payments are being made by you. Now, if he goes to a different car, part of why there may have been no pull ahead was because of the car he was looking at. Desirable. So now if he looks at a car that's a different trim level in the Mercedes Benz line, there may not be now. I'm going to take him in there, and he's going to look at a car, and then I'm going to show him the car that I think he should buy, and it's only $212,000. Is that all? Now, it's the one he's driving now was a hundred and sixty, And I laughed because when I went to go see him, and my mom was still alive, my mother asked, do you like the car? And he says, no, I can't stand it. And his answer was, he bought a Mercedes-Benz. They called it an executive sedan. All his boys want to do is go to McDonald's. So it has jacks in the back so you can hook up video games to the two TVs and the snack trays. His kids, all they wanted to do was go to McDonald's and play with the car. These cars that are so cool like that, I always say, you're not getting the benefit of the car. I think the Gen the Genesis G90 wow. is an unbelievable car For money, what a to car. be driven around in. But if you want to buy a sedan that's really fun to drive, go buy a. I'd rather sit in the back of that Equus than a Bentley Flying Spur. I'd rather sit in the back of that Equus than a Rolls-Royce Ghost...
4: And the key, of course, is for a lot of people, if, if you heard what Gary was just saying, there, there's some of those really nice high dollar cars that, you know, and again, if you're doing it just for status, just for a particular symbol or just for whatever your reasons are, it's America and you can do that. But as Gary was just alluding to, if you're open minded a little bit, there there's some pretty wonderful cars and you might for the value, want to possibly try something else in that segment. Just like when we spoke about credit last week and when they pull your credit, depending on which manufacturer they're seeing a different thing. Well, depending on which program on some of those nice luxury cars, you might be stunned at what some of those vehicles could be leased for versus paid cash for. And When it comes to those big expensive cars, Gary, does it make sense to buy and pay cash for a brand new Mercedes-Benz with few exceptions?
3: Everything's relative. If you have $400 million in the bank and you want to own a car, buy whatever you want. If you're extremely, extremely wealthy and you still are looking at The best way to maximize your cash, what you have to look at is if you were going to buy a Mercedes and drive it for three years, this is your payment. If you're going to lease the car, this is the payment. Or if you buy the car and you're going to want to get rid of it in three years, if you took the dollar amount and subtracted what the value would be at the end, that's now the payment. Now, Dana and I have a doctor friend that I've helped get seven or eight cars, radio show listener. We went into the Mercedes-Benz dealership. He decided, based on his calculation, that he was going to buy the car. It made more sense than leasing the car. And I finally looked at him and said, if that's what you want to do, I'm going home. And he kind of looked and said, you're that adamant about this? Absolutely. Now, his math, he came up with the payment, but the way he got there was not correct. So if he was taking a math test, and you had to show your math to get the 100 on the class he have got a zero do you remember my professor i i had a nice professor
4: who at emory riddle who he wrote the most eloquent four page letter where he had broken down and done the most copious research that i think i've ever seen he he put what his car should be worth what the new car should cost he should oh he he had, should and right. and after reading, I would say about half of of what what could be the most professionally written letter I think I've ever seen. I I, I could never write a letter like that. And and I'm pretty articulate, I think. Anyway, leaving that alone, after reading that point, I stopped and I, I emailed him. I said, sir, when you have 20 minutes, please give me a call. And literally a few minutes later, my phone rang and we spoke for about 15 or 20 minutes. And, he interrupted me at about that point and he said, oh my God, you just gave me a level 400 class in the auto industry.
3: Correct. I always say that if Dana was a professor, he could teach leasing at Harvard. But here's another one of these stories. What's the name of that school on Thunderbird? Thunderbird Global... Oh, the International School of Business Management, m okay. So, I am at a Buick store. The gentleman is buying a used Cadillac. And we're having a conversation and I'm getting a little antsy and I almost want to just go home and I'm tired of waiting for the finance guy and the finance guy starts to say something and I said, you know, if, if that's the feeling and the attitude that you want to have, why don't you do me a favor? Give me back the gentleman's $10,000 check that he's already given to the salesperson and we'll just call it a day and I'll take him shopping someplace else because I'm not in the mood to do this. I understand how this works. I understand that you're trying to benefit the dealership to the best of your ability, and I'm trying to protect my customer, my client, to the best of my ability. So we sat down, and we're sitting in the finance office, and all of a sudden, this finance guy starts talking, and he's giving suggestions to this gentleman. He didn't wasn't smart enough to read the credit app. So... You were smart enough to know who you were dealing with. So finally, the the salesman, the, the finance guy, when the gentleman kept coming back with the right answer every time, finally said, well, what do you do? And he said, I'm a professor at that institute.
4: The International School of Business Management. So one of the toughest said, schools in the country.
3: So he said, you're a A professor? He said, well, actually, I'm not a professor anymore. I'm the chairman of the finance department. Oh, geez. And this guy was trying to explain to him why financing a car for 72 months made more sense than financing a car for 60 months. Very special thanks to the Earnhardt family of dealerships. They get what we do. The Earnhardts understand what we do. Bill Brixey, at Riverview Nissan, understands what it is we do to help people buy cars we're not selling you anything we're helping you buy a car we appreciate everybody that listens to the show we appreciate all of them giving us the opportunity to help them buy a car remember 602-525-1370 to reach dana at 602-679-8324